I'd like to welcome you to Rad Real Estate. Each episode, you'll join me while I do a deep dive into various topics related to selling and buying real estate. I'll talk about the state of the market, how to negotiate a contract, getting a home ready to sell, what to look for when buying, how to buy with a builder and what to expect, what's in the economic news, market trends, and how it all relates to real estate. I'm your host, Richard Dombrowski, and this is Rad Real Estate. Well, hello there, folks, and welcome once again to Rad Real Estate. I'm so glad that you're tuning in and listening to my podcast. It's been awesome so far to share information with you about real estate. But let's jump right in. Today's topic that we're going to talk about is the home building process. What happens during that process if you're going to build a home? Generally speaking, there are two ways that a builder will sell homes. One is in inventory homes and one is through the building process. Inventory is defined as a spec home. A spec home is a home that is built on speculation that a buyer will need a home quicker than it would take to build from scratch. So that's one way. The other is through the building process, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today. I want to talk about the stages. So once you've selected a community and a particular floor plan and you've chosen your options, meaning the finishes inside your home, the flooring and cabinets and countertops, lighting and so forth. Then at some point in time in there, the building process starts. The builder puts together the plans and they submit to the county for a permit. At least that's how it happens in Florida. Now, some of you listening might know that in your particular municipality or your state, a building permit is not required. In Florida, a building permit is required. So the builder submits to the county to get an approval to build that particular plan on that particular home site. So what happens from that point is that there's a survey done on the lot. And then they do what's called staking the lot, which means they pound wooden stakes into the four corners of the lot so that everybody knows what the borders are. Once they do that, then... They send out a crew to scrape the lot, which means they all the organic materials like little grasses and things like that, saplings and stuff that it might have grown on the lot, they get rid of those things by scraping it with a box blade on the back of a tractor. So once they've scraped the lot, then they stake out the building pad, which shows where the home is going to be built. It also shows how high the ground needs to be. And there's a correlation between the height of the finished slab and the crown of the road. So we want to make sure that there's positive drainage off of the lot so that you don't end up with this dirt soup on your lot and water intruding into your home. So once all that's done, then... You get a crew out there. It's usually the um, the crew that's going to pour the slab or the concrete foundation. And they get out there and they will install form boards. 
that will hold the concrete in place once it's poured into its spot. So they've installed those, and basically that gives you the outline of the concrete slab or foundation. And then once that's there, in Florida, if you're building slab on grade, meaning that they pour the concrete slab right on the dirt, there's a few things that they have to do. Once those form boards are up and everybody knows where the slab is going to be poured, and we know where the home is going to sit on the lot, then they have to bring in fill dirt and they have to make sure that it's all pretty level basically and that it's compacted because the last thing you want to do is have uncompacted dirt and then you pour your concrete slab concrete is pretty heavy and then that could make things shift if it's not compacted so it gets compacted and now you've got this great outline with the form boards you've got compacted dirt but before you can pour the slab you have to put your rough plumbing in so that's supply lines and drain lines so pretty simple concept so once you've done that and by the way again in Florida there are inspections through that process to make sure that the footers are dug the the special way that they need to be this the certain depth and width to support the home that's going to be built there you have a rough plumbing inspection to make sure that you're going to have positive flow away from your house for all of your drains in your home so perfect now the next thing that you move on to is the concrete slab pour this is really a neat process because if you've ever seen it, it usually happens earlier in the morning. There's a line of concrete trucks that come and they either dump or pump the concrete within the form boards. And the form boards keep it in place so that it doesn't run out. But then you have folks that are out there that are, that are moving that concrete in all the areas within the form boards. So now that slab is taking shape so they use these things called come-alongs that pull the concrete because it's wet and it's still you could still maneuver it and they move it all into place and then they begin to trowel it typically with a power trowel it's this big round trowel that's got a motor and they stand there it almost looks like a giant weed whacker basically and they smooth it out and they get it level and that's the beginning part of the actual construction of your home and it's really a neat process now once they've done that they have to let that concrete slab cure it's got to dry and become hard to support the weight of your home so once it does that then if you're building in florida typically and you're doing block construction, this is the time that the exterior block would be delivered and loaded onto the slab. So it just sits there and waits for those block masons to come and start to put it together just like bricks. So the block gets installed and then within the block here in Florida, just little side notes on this, is they put rebar, which is big metal rods 
that go into the cells of the concrete block every now and again. And by the way, when the slab is poured, there are rebars that are installed that will stick up out of the slab and the block, the, those empty cells of the concrete block go over that rebar so that when you build up that wall, you will have rebar that ties in from the slab all the way up to eventually the trusses so that the whole home is one unit. It keeps itself tied together. So in the event of hurricane force winds, you have a much better chance of, of your home surviving that. So in any event, once the exterior block has been installed, then you have roof trusses. Typically, those are done with a crane. They're pre-made at a factory and trucked out to the job site. They're left on the job site. And then when the framing crew comes out, they bring a truck that has a crane and it picks up the truss and moves it into place. And then the framing crew will bring the truss straps over the top of the truss and nail it in. And then they do that with the next one and the next one and the next one. Until now, it really begins to look like a house. Once the roof trusses are on, then you're going to put the decking material or the roof boards that go on the top of those trusses to form your roof. And then they do a dry-in, which means they're going to roll out a felt paper or a tar paper that will ultimately help protect the interior of the home from the elements on the exterior of the home. So now once that's done, then you can begin interior framing. And different builders use different methods. Some will use a, a traditional wood framing and some will do metal framing. Metal framing is less popular, but becoming much more so because of the lesser impact on the environment and it's a lot easier to work with it's a lot lighter a lot of times in fact there's a great company that's called IntelliSteel and what they do is they get the plans for the home and they bring out a roll of of steel thin steel and on the job site, they have a machine that will extrude all of the framing two-by-fours for that particular home. So there's very minimal waste. There are holes punched in it to run electric through and plumbing and so forth. So it's really, really efficient. Uh, I think that that's going to be something that is, is used more and more and more in the future. It's just a really smart way to do things. It's being used commercially quite often. It hasn't quite taken off yet from a residential construction side, but I, I think it will. So anyway, you have this interior framing done, and once that's completed, now you can do your mechanicals. And by mechanicals, we mean all of the electric lines are run. The HVAC heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. That gets installed, all of the duct work. 
And at this time, air handlers might be brought in as well. They don't typically install the condenser units, which is the big fan unit that sits outside, but that would be a little bit in the future. What's next? Plumbing. Plumbing will get run all everything that goes in the walls, all of the drain lines and all of the supply lines. Then low voltage. So what do we mean by low voltage? Well, you have alarm wiring because it's not plugged into a alternating current outlet in your home. It's a low voltage setup. So then you would have speaker wiring. So if you're going to have surround sound speakers or speakers on your lanai or porch or bedroom or what have you, that's when that's all installed. Perhaps pre-wiring for under cabinet wiring or over cabinet wiring, um, that sort of thing. All of that is done at that time. And then once you've done that, then there will be insulation. And by the way, a lot of these things are inspected during the process. So you wouldn't have speaker wiring inspected or under cabinet wiring inspected, but you would have plumbing inspected. And the HVAC, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning system that gets inspected. The electrical gets inspected to make sure that everything's done properly and pulled to the electrical panel. So that's inspected as well. But once you have all of that done and inspected, the next thing that you move on to is drywall. Because now you want to cover up all of that stuff. Nobody wants to look at that. And you want to give the home a finished look. So drywall has typically three different types of finishes. One would be a smooth finish. We don't see much of that down here in Florida. There are other parts of the country that that's the norm but just not down here in Florida. The other is like a, a Spanish lace or a knockdown, they call it, which is when the drywall company would spray a heavy texture on the wall and then trowel it down a little bit so it gives kind of a lacy look. That's another finish. Or what's most common here in Florida is what we refer to as orange peel. So if you look at the finish up close, it kind of has that, that texture of, of an orange peel. That's very common. And what this does is it, it really gives the walls a uniform look, plus it hides a lot of the imperfections that occur during the installation process. And so that makes it kind of nice. Once that's done, then the trim work goes in. And what do we mean by trim work? Well, you have casings that go around doors and windows. You'll have moldings that go around cabinets. And maybe on the floor you'd have a shoe mold, which is a, a quarter round piece that finishes off where your flooring might run into the wall or the cabinet or whatever. And you have baseboards, you have crown molding, that kind of stuff. That all gets installed at this point in time. Plus, I mean, trim work is also the actual doors. Um, those get installed as well. And then once that's all done, now you have your painting done. And the nice part about that is that you don't worry about getting paint on anything else. Uh, 
There's no flooring installed yet. That comes next. But not before tubs are set. Because you don't put tile flooring or any kind of flooring underneath your tubs. So the tubs get set. And then the tile flooring goes down. And then you'll have your commodes put in. So that's how that works. Once the commodes are in, the cabinets go in. Now you could put your countertops in, and usually that takes a little bit of time. As I'm explaining it, it sounds like it's pretty quick, but once the cabinets go in, then the countertop vendor comes out and they template the cabinets so that the countertops will have a perfect fit. And each home is different because one of the things I've always said in the industry is that A home is one of the last things on the planet built from start to finish by human hands. So there are lots of differences, little nuances in each home that are just a little bit different than the other one. And if you try to mass produce countertops for each of the homes, you're going to end up with a problem. So each one is custom made for that home. Pretty great way to do it. Once the countertops are in, now you've got fixtures that go in. What do we mean by fixtures? That's the lighting. So all of the selections that you may have made at the builder's selection center or you've gone out to find yourself, if that's if you're building a custom home, those are installed at this point in time. And when we're talking about lighting fixtures, we're also talking about the switches. So sometimes you'll have dimmers and sometimes there'll be uh, sensors for, for motion and that'll turn lights on. But all of those things are installed at this point in time along with the trim pieces, the, the cover plates. So that hides all of the electrical lines behind the wall. Then you have all of the plumbing installed all of the faucets and shower heads and some people do rain head showers and and so forth all of that is installed at this point in time and then you have appliances appliances are that the builders tend to wait until really close to the end to have appliances installed because they are so easy to steal if you do it much earlier than that By this time, because you have doors on, the place is painted, um, you have other homes that are under construction, so you can close the place up and lock it, and that is the deterrent for people coming in and stealing the washer and dryer, if it includes one, or the refrigerator, microwave, and the stove, and dishwasher. All of those things are are fair game for thieves at at times. There are some builders that install, it's like a trailer with a big battery backup and a cellular connection, and it's always on recording. It's recording cars that are coming in and out and getting license plates and so forth so that if there is theft on the job site because it is so vulnerable, then hopefully they can capture that and figure out who it was. So once the appliances are installed, then carpet will come in. And again, these are things that wait until near the very end because you don't want to have them ruined or stolen. In this case, with carpet, you don't want it ruined. 
and get dirt all over it and have to have it cleaned. So carpets installed. Then around that same time, the irrigation system, if there is one, gets installed outside the home. That's, it just gets, those pipes get laid into the dirt. And then you have landscaping, all of the plant materials and the plant beds, mulch, that sort of thing. And then you get your sod installed, which is kind of the finishing touch. And then once all those things were done, like I said, you're getting a lot of the things uh, you were getting inspected through the process. Uh, Once you get to the end, you get what's referred to as a final CO or certificate of occupancy. And that's again here in Florida. And what that means is that the county says, okay, you've passed all all of your inspections, you've installed everything in the home correctly, and you can go ahead and allow somebody to inhabit the home. And really that's the the exciting finish to the day. Now what I tell people that are embarking upon the process of building a home is that there's a few things that I mentioned. One is that you have to be patient because this is one of the last things on the planet built from start to finish by human hands. Mistakes will be made. It's the superintendent's job to correct those mistakes. And the good thing is that they can easily do that. There are very few situations that come up that can't be corrected. You know, one thing comes to mind when I've seen in the past where the builder flips the home, meaning they build the garage on the wrong side uh, and the the entry on the wrong side. So the whole home is reversed, basically. That's happened in the past. That's not something that the builder can change. And once they make that mistake, they have to keep pushing through. So you either have to live with that or you have to, cancel or pick something else the other thing is that i tell people that the concrete does three things everywhere in the world it turns gray it gets hard and it cracks cracks are not a big deal in concrete it really isn't it becomes a big deal if it opens up to about a quarter of an inch if you could stick a pencil in there that width that's a problem or if it offsets by that much that's a problem we don't typically see that because if the builder did what they were supposed to by compacting the soils then it really shouldn't happen so and and like i said we just don't see that very often so those are morsels of wisdom that I try to give to all my clients that are undergoing the building process. I mean, there are lots of pitfalls, believe me. Um, Working with clients right now where their home has been in permitting for six months. Now, it's a custom home, so there are certain complications that go along with that. And I've talked to many of my colleagues and, and friends in the home building business that say that getting a production home or a home that's built the same way 
over and over and over again, getting those permits out of Pasco County in Florida is taking three months. So a custom home permit, we've been in permitting for six months. It's just ludicrous. But in any event, those are the types of things that happen during the process. The other thing, and I'll leave you with this, when you're going through the home building process, no matter where you are, is that it, it goes through different perceptions in your mind. As an example, in the beginning, when you're standing on your lot, it may look very, very large. And then when the slab is poured, that looks really big, like, oh my gosh, my home is going to be gigantic. And then when the block goes up or the framing goes up, it looks smaller. And then the wall framing goes up and it looks smaller still. And then maybe the drywall goes on and it looks bigger. So it, it goes through these these transitions of perception. Obviously nothing has changed in what's going to be built or the size of the slab. It just appears that way. But at the end of the day, you're going to get a home that looks substantially like any other that you saw, the model or an inventory home that's already built to get a reference on what you're building. So it's important to stay patient and keep in mind that when you sign the contract with the builder, almost everything is in the builder's favor. They're putting up most of the money to construct the home. You're putting a deposit down. So they're going to protect themselves all through the process. But look, Most of the builders, uh, national builders anyway, have been doing this for a long time. They've pretty much got it figured out. And what they want is a happy customer. So contact your realtor. Make sure that you're with a good builder. And enjoy the process. Really, just enjoy the process. It's not something that you're going to likely do over and over and over and over again. So just enjoy it. I'm so glad that you tuned in today and listened to yet another podcast with Rad Real Estate. And I'm your host, Richard Dombrowski, and we will see you next time. This has been a Rad Real Estate podcast in cooperation with Bay Realty of Florida, LLC, a Florida-based real estate company. Episodes are written, directed, and edited by Richard Dombrowski. The views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the host and guests of the show and should not be used to make financial decisions or in buying or selling real estate. To find out more information, contact the host directly at Florida at gmail.com. The theme song is Action by Cube Sounds and can be found on Pixbay.